shalt bow, O great mountain. Before Zerubbabel, thou shalt become a plague, and he shall bring forth the headstone thereof with shoutings, crying, Grace, grace unto it. Shouts of Grace Center brings you pure and undiluted word of God from the impeccable throne of grace. Be blessed as you listen. I want to welcome us to midweek service and um, midweek services are always teaching services so we're going to be looking at a few things in God's word. Amen. Let's open our Bibles to the book of Hebrews chapter 12. Let's just begin from there. Hebrews chapter 12. I've taught on this scripture before if you remember. Hebrews chapter 12 beginning from verse 1. Can the media help us quickly? Hebrews 12, 1. The Bible says, We are foreseen, we, are, we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses. Let us lay aside every weight and the sin which does so easily beset us. Let us run with patience the race that is set before us. So all of us, every individual, we have our race or our races set before us and the bible says we should run with patience i, I you know wh- when i first saw that scripture i don't know how that is possible normally when you run you run with impatience so i say run with patience so uh you have to combine the virtue of patience with running uh, when you are taught to run especially if you are running to win if it's not a marathon if it's 100 meter dash it's a quick run. You you run with impatience, not with patience. But when they say run with patience, then you have to know that maybe it's talking about marathon race. Run with patience. Run calmly. You need a lot of strength to reserve your strength so that you don't tire easily. So the same way life is a marathon. It's not a 100 meter dash where you just quickly zap off and then that's the end of it. It's a race you do with a lot of patience. And the Bible is telling us here, because if you read backward, the first, the last thing he said is, let's run with patience, the race that is set before us. But in order to run with patience, the race that is set before us, he says, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which does so easily be said. Also, there is weight and there is sin, and there are two different things. Sin is outrightly, you know, those things you do that are wrong, disobedience to God. Weight are those things that don't look sinful, but they nevertheless they will slow you down in your journey of life for example if you are running an academic race it becomes a weight for you now to sit down with movies night after night spending like two three hours watching movies that's a weight on your academic race and it's going to affect a whole lot of things so all of us we have a responsibility to lay aside and if you look at the word lay aside, it looks, it looks, it, it looks like as if it's just a simple term, like just lay aside. In other words, in God, in Christ, with the power of the Holy Spirit, we can easily lay aside once our mind is made up. The sin we struggle with and, um, seems as if, oh no, this sin is terrible, I can't overcome it, I can't deal with it, are the sins we have refused to lay aside. You see, run with patience the race. So we all know that in a race, 
another scripture says that that in a race we run to win so uh, our 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 eyes are set on the price there is a price to have when you complete your race however you will not be able to run uh, at your optimal performance if you don't lay aside the weight and the sin alright we probably understand the sin issue it is wrong but the weight most of the time we don't understand but you see the bible is very clear here every weight and the sin every weight and the sin it's not just sin weight sin so you look at your life you look at all those bad habits you are involved in that are not necessarily sinful but they are slowing you down all the same for example spend a whole lot of your time doing some gambling and all of it so those are weights you spend most of your productive time during the day sleeping away those are weights you have a bad habit of not reading books those are weights you don't read books you just do social media and you deceive yourself that you have read something you know when you're on social media you read you read whatsapp status you read this you read that you read all kind of junks that are sent your way you laugh you enjoy yourself and three four hours are gone and you've not added anything significant to your life because you are not gaining anything from all those things you come across on social media it's a whole different you know ball game when you take a book particularly on a particular subject and you sit down with it and read it's a habit that you have to cultivate if you are going to go find life if your mind is not constantly renewed and and refreshed with information everything will zap down slowly gradually the mind will hibernate it will just it will just it will just zap off in a gradual way till you find yourself in conversation with people and then you have nothing to offer because you have not been reading so those are weights you don't read books weights but you watch films those are weights so you you deal with this flesh the flesh wants to do all those things that are not productive to your life things that don't add to you things that are going to drag you back and drag you down is somebody following me here all right so let us lay aside is the devil is not involved here isn't it it's nothing like cast the devil or bind the devil mm, you lay aside you do it. It's your responsibility. Stop, stop telling a lie on the devil all the time that is the devil, is the devil, is the devil. Most of the things you do is not the devil. It's your choice. It's your choice. I mean, I, I was reading a newspaper. One guy who went to steal somewhere and he was caught. Then he says it's the devil. How, how is it the devil? The devil helped you to dress up at home, push you out, and then the devil helped you to strategize which house to go. And then you went there and climbed through the window into the house. Hey, the devil is not that powerful. Are you following me? So we need to understand. Let us lay aside. It's your responsibility. Don't put this responsibility on your pastor, your mom, or your dad. Don't say it's a generational thing. Don't say it's because I was abused. Don't say it's because uh, they didn't take care of me well. Don't say it's because I did not live with my mommy or I did not live with my dad. Hey, lay aside. That's what the Bible says there. Lay aside. It is your responsibility. It's something you have to rise up to in order for your greatness to become a reality. 
There's a price to pay for every greatness. Nobody arrives or wakes up into greatness. Walking into greatness is deliberate. It's deliberate. It's something that is planned out. Not just in the place of prayer, but in your daily activities that are pointing to that particular thing you are praying about. You can pray and pray and pray about prosperity if you refuse to engage your mind and solve a particular problem in your environment, prosperity may not come. You have to solve the problem. It's the problem you solve that people reward you with. And every time you solve a problem, people are willing to part with their money. Even those that don't have, go and borrow. Because it's a problem you are solving. So every time you are thinking business, think about what problem do I want to solve? Are you following me here? And all of you that want to start one business or the other, the first thing is not capital. And you think about capital, you slow yourself down, you don't, you, you don't get to do anything. That's not the first thing. The first thing is to make plans. Where's your business plan? What's your strategy? Where's your location or the location you have in mind? You say, I believe in God. When money comes, when money comes. Money doesn't come like that. Money aggregates in the direction of something that is concrete. Money, that's what you call it currency. It's current. It flows like a current. But it flows in the direction of need. You say, I, I have my business plan in my brain. Okay, wait now. Your brain will receive the money. Bring out your business plan. In a particular meeting, one man of God stood up and said, I'm willing to part with 500,000 naira for two people right now making a million naira. If you can tell me your business plan and show me either your phone or your laptop or your time, you can just show me right now. I'm willing to assist you with half a million naira to start off your business. Nobody. There was nobody. It was in our meeting around 2014, Kisses and Us Club conference, the one we held in CCIC. The, the pastor we invited to minister, I said, I'm willing to part with social amount now. Just show me your business plan. Nobody. And we're almost 400 or so in that place. Not a single person. The first thing is he did was, he said, if you are planning to start a business, please stand up. A lot of people stood up. He said, how many of you would like me to support you with uh, one million naira, half a million each for two people, at least two people out of it? Yeah, okay, sit down, everybody. If you have your business plan, please stand up. Show me. And you get half a millionaire. Nobody. So you see how people delude themselves. They go to the mountain to pray. No business plan. So you, now, now when you go to the mountain to pray, the spiritual realm is aware. You want to start a business. All the angels, they know. But the problem is the angels will not patronize you. It's human beings that will patronize you. It's just like um, you're a pastor in church. You refuse to go out there and share flyers, evangelize. You keep on praying. When you pray and pray and pray, the whole of heaven is aware. On your program day, angels will jump out the venue. No human being. Because you have not given out any flyer. But it's not angels. Yes, angels will be there. But really, you want to see human beings. Are you following me here? It's the same way. You, I mean, you have prayed. A lot of us have prayed the Lord. A lot of us, we are prayer machines. But... Uh, the what will the commensurate step to take in the physical to match up with the power you have generated and released in the realm of spirit is not there. Archbishop Bezzi also said some many years ago. He said 
It takes the cooperation of heaven and earth to get anything done. Even the blessing that God has received, if the earth refuses, the, the, the blessings that God has released, if the earth refuses to, re, to receive it, it remains suspended. Are you following me here? The first thing is not capital. You weigh yourself down with, I don't have capital. Don't you never have. That way. If you notice, Jesus Christ gave the bread and the fishes to the disciples and he told them, go give the people. It is as they went that that thing was multiplied. A lot of us are waiting for the multiplication before we stand up and it does not work that way. It's as you go. With whatever you have in preparation for that business, what are you doing or what have you done? That's just by the wayside. So it says, let us lay aside every weight. Now let me read some other translation, that particular, that part, so that we understand. The Amplified says, let us strip off and throw aside every encumbrance. There is unnecessary weight and that sin which so readily, deftly and cleverly clings to and entangles us. Let us run with patience, endurance and steady and active persistence the appointed course of the race that is is said before us. The message translation says, strip down, start running and never quit. In the Passion Translation, it says, So, we must let go of every wound that has pierced us and the sin we so easily fall into. Then, we'll be able to run life's marathon race. Wow, I didn't even see that when I mentioned marathon the other time. We'll be able to run life's marathon race with passion and determination. For the path has been already marked out before us. Alright. So it says, we must do aside, go back to KJV. We must do aside with weight and sin. But notice that it defines sin. It didn't say sins. Did it say sins? It said the sin the sin so the reality is that all of us we have the sin that sin look at the way described it the sin which doth so easily beset us what is that sin that sin is the strategy of hell to finish your life that sin that doth so easily that look you almost cannot resist when it comes to that particular thing. You know, there are some people, uh, you are asked, you are talking about corruption, stealing, and they say, never. I have never stolen one naira that belongs to government. Oh, the way I was brought up, we don't steal money in our house. I've never taken what belongs to another. But the guy cannot see a woman. Anything is scared. You see, that's the sin that does so easily beset us. And most of the time, we judge people based on the sin that does so easily beset us, and we have strength in that area. But the reality is that you have your own sin that does so easily beset you. Are you following me? 
So find out that sin, and the Bible says, put it aside. If you don't put it aside, it will put you aside. You are supposed to run a race in a race. If you don't put that sin aside, that race, I mean, that sin will put you aside. It will take you off the tracks. And the person will become bitter at the end of the day because you see your contemporaries taken off. Are you following me here? Lay aside. Come on, say lay aside. You've got to be disciplined. This, I, I was telling you on Sunday during the anniversary, it's about discipline. Anybody who is not disciplined, God can use you maximally. You may be gifted. You may be so gifted. If you are a careless fellow, you can't get anywhere in God. Because that carelessness will be the tool or the opening that the devil will explore. See, the devil doesn't just attack. The devil studies you like he's studying biology in the lab or chemistry. Studies you to find out what you can resist. Then organizes demonic influences to come your way. It's the time you say, I give my life to Jesus. No more woman in my life. That's when three ex-girlfriends have been begging for five years. They say they don't like you. They just show up at the same time. They say, now we have come. The, now, that kind of scenario, you should know that this is error. They, they, they shouldn't tell you. You shouldn't be seeking counsel that, is it right or is it wrong? You should know. I mean, you decide today that no more, I would never smoke in my life. No more. No more. It's over. Then two of your friends' chimneys, <laughs> they arrive. And because of what you have said, you ask them, say, please, no smoke. I say, I'm going to feel it. I'm remote. Then you bring them to the house, and then before you know it, they've missed it with your eyes. So the devil does that a lot. Is the is the day you dis- decide ah now this is my faith project I'm trusting God for this that's when strife will show up that's when somebody will fight you you know you had a beer why they mock you you know don't be me here shuni but why she be no that's the devil hey they just come the pastor did anointing service for us today on your way home that's when your spouse say as well as you like this he said what happened. Said nothing. He said of you to keep quiet and ignore. You say, Oh, 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 into whatever is wrong with it. In fact, she will now leave whatever was wrong with her before and will not stand on. You are screaming at me. You shouted at me. Are you following me? So learn to be, not to be ignorant of the devices of the devil. A lot of people are getting married this December. All our pastors are getting married next year. So we have a lot of couples in the house. There are a lot of things, information I need to share with you. You know, sometimes you are going home. You are walking in love. Everything is okay. I mean, everything is peaceful. There's somebody who is on the road that does not concern you. It's, it's now the subject of the argument. 
I say it's tall, it's short. It's tall, it's short. Kilo coin balo tall, so go tall. Kill life continue. But your ego will not allow. I say somebody is tall. You are telling me it's short. Who is the man in the house? Ah ah kilo command in the house where do somebody on the streets. And the same way those of you that are single, you came to church, I mean everything was beautiful. Then you got home, your roommate has messed up the room. And your roommate knows that you have told her several times that she should not put your cup near a particular place. And that's where you made five cups together. When the moment you get one, you see the cop, you say, you should tell yourself, ah, devil, you're a liar. You know, cop, stay wherever you want. You know, sing the spirit, playing the Holy Ghost. Not say, shout Shout it! I don't cop, see. Muti somewhere. You honey, ah, ah. Is it because of cop you are shouting? Then it escalates, and then you go to bed in strife, and you allow the fruit to drop. Your fruit will not drop in Jesus' name. You need to understand how the devil works. All of the time. All of the time. Are you with me? All of the time. Every time you are trying to concentrate, that's when the devil will send the sin that does so easily beset you. When you see somebody who is light in complexion, your knees will begin to shake. Your needs will be having fellowship with each other. And then you say, I'm going to look for a church where there is nobody that is light in complexion. Devil, you're a liar. Then after you join, the week you join, about seven people who are light in complexion. <laughs> you will know that they are the devil. It's not your village. It's the devil. So now, you, you have to lay aside. You have to lay aside. It's a responsibility you have to, it's something you learn over time. See, God is patient. So God allows us to make mistakes. If they are mistakes. God won't film at you if you make a mistake. He said it's just to forgive and to cleanse. But the problem is habitual sins. Are you following me? there's nothing that kills your fruits like strife like strife my wife was sharing an experience of um, this person that she knows this person was believing God for fruit of the womb and um, this particular day picked up quarrel with another person with another colleague and everybody was trying to tell them it's not cool in your camp no it was she was filming all over the place and filming and filming and filming and screaming and shouting what she didn't know was that she was already pregnant with twins and she lost that pregnancy on that particular day strife is terrible you don't want you don't want it around you in any way are you following me and those of you who are married if either of the spouse is given to 
a little bit of moodiness, withdrawal, all those things. Then you better be given to playing, jumping, laughing when there's nothing to laugh about. So that you can help your spouse out of that mood. Are you following me? Nothing is more devastating with look at your husband, he's not talking, he's moody. I like <laughs> Uh, you seriously think, my dear, that you are the only one that can be moody? Let's start. You know you are the man, the woman. Let's start. Moodiness versus moodiness. How many days will we go? All those things won't work. You should work like team members, looking for the good of the other person. Are you following me? So, find the sin. You will know the sin, all of you this sin, that sin that this particular one you even know that this, this is the thing they want to use to kill me so what does the Bible say you should do? it didn't say you should keep on managing it, it said lay aside come on say lay aside, lay aside. say it loud now say I'm going to lay aside uh, it's your responsibility there is, no, there is no deliverance session here lay aside I say pastor I've, I've identified this sin Please do deliverance session. Forget about that thing. Lay aside. And if you believe you really need deliverance, do self deliverance for yourself. Get to anoint yourself. Pour water on your head and cast the demon out. These days, there is, no, there is nobody who has time for deliverance. They say, Oh, yeah, come. Oh, yeah, all of you. Be doing out, out. Who has time? Nobody has that is in the 80s and the 70s that. All those things were prominent. And uh, you will come. Any little thing, you say, oh, it's a deliverance case. <laughs> Go and fast for seven days and come back. So you come back. You say, for fi- you, you alone, five hours, kilo day. Nobody has that time again. It's a social media age. Unless you want to be d- do deliverance through, through Facebook. There's no, nobody has that time. So you better do self-deliverance for yourself. If you come to me and say, Pastor, I think I have a deliverance issue, please come, do deliverance for me. My prayer will not be more than two minutes. Any demon that can't live in two minutes will not live in ten hours. It will be more than two minutes. All the people I've prayed for, eh, that you would think the, the situation with this person is not a demon. This is the devil himself. All those prayers are called two minutes. And they were delivered. So what's your own? I say, Pastor, you don't understand. Follow me to the mountain. Three days. I don't have that time. What we don't know sometimes is that the faith that can get you suya can get you a cow. Faith. Faith. To get a meal. A meal to eat in the afternoon can get you a whole restaurant that belongs to you. If anybody shall have faith as a grain of mustard seed, most of us, it's a, a mustard seed faith we have most of the time that we use, but you are thinking to get this big thing, I must have this big faith. There is no big word of the Lord or small word of the Lord. The same word will get whatever you need. The same scripture in your mouth that you will use to pray for somebody for stomach ache. Somebody else will use it and drive cancer away. Same scripture. So build capacity in God. Are you following me here? Build capacity in God. 
There is no time for deliverance. Well, one person that called me, that uh, the, the husband in the night, is I didn't have, there is no deliverance. It's prayer. Two minutes. See, the husband in the night will turn into a snake. I said, eh? Your husband will turn into a snake. He said, yes. I said, how do you know? He said, we do not I said, yeah, that's not enough. Now, maybe he's trying to spit something out. He said, no, pastor, you don't understand. He will not be doing like this with a very like snake. I said, for how many minutes? He said, sometimes for two hours. Ah. I said, what will you not be doing? I said, I'll be awake. I'll be praying. I said, that's serpentine spirit. <laughs> that's what it's called. So, we, we prayed on the phone. There is no... D- Deliverance. If, if, if I want to say deliverance, that person can't come back. From outside the country, we not be coming from God's want. No. It's prayer. So the Bible makes it so easy for us. Say, lay aside. Don't complicate this thing. But the devil will complicate it for you and let make you feel like you cannot overcome this. Do you know that one of the ways to be free from sin, from bondages, is to talk? Have we ever thought about it? He said, he said, confess your sin to one another that you may be healed. Of course, you can't just walk up to a random person or a stranger. You have somebody you know you can confide in. I understand that part. But every time you are so closed up, you can't talk. You are elongating that problem. You are so closed up, so wound up. You can't express, you can't talk. You can't even talk to your spouse. That's not healthy for you. Lay aside. He didn't say store inside. He said lay aside. Lay aside. And in order for you to lay something aside, you have to take it. In fact, message translation says, amplify says, throw it away. Throw it aside. Alright? Now go back to that scripture. Media. Okay, so lay aside the sin which does so easily beset us and let us run patience. Now it begins from the first verse there. He said, Wherefore sin we also are compassed about with so much greater cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside. Now he, he see, he's saying, Look, the reason we should lay aside uh, weight, sin, and then run our race is because we are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses. Who are those great a cloud of witnesses? He's talking about the patriarchs that are long dead. Moses, David, Solomon, Joshua, Ezekiah, Isaiah. All of those people, they form a cloud of witnesses. Almost like a balcony in heaven where they just rest and then observe what we are going through here. Are you following me here? He said, because there are people who are cheering you on. Every time there's a spiritual progress. He said, don't allow sin to weigh you down. And this is, re- this is what happens literally. If um, myself and Pastor Sylvester wants to run from here to this place. And Pastor Sylvester says, Pastor, hey, sorry, my lying. In fact, let me, let me show you something, Pastor, my lying. 
he now carries these two speakers put it on his head so yeah let's run who is going to win even if he can run before he has carried some weight by the time i reach that place it will still be somewhere here this is exactly what happens in the realm of the physical every time we hold on to weight we slow our journey down sometimes by years sometimes by several years that in God what you should have done in 2016 you are still battling with it in 2020 because of weight and sins now let me tell you where it really gets dangerous it gets dangerous when the devil convinces you that this life of weight and sin can be combined with Christian life that I can continue with this weight and this sin and still be in ushering department and still be in sanctuary keeping department and still sing in the choir then the devil tells you that look when you sing in the choir on Sunday it kind of cover for your life of weights and sin in the previous days so it becomes a cycle Okay, so you come to church and you are very dedicated in church and you are deceived that your life of dedication in church will cover up for the lapses and the weights and the sin that you are grappling with but it doesn't work that way are you following me it does not work that way that is why the Bible says God is not mocked give me that scripture it's Galatians do not be deceived God is not mocked because that's what a lot of people are doing they are trying to mock God with their lifestyle they're living in fornication living in some terrible sin and yet serving God passionately you are going to be the loser at the end of the day may that not be your portion in Jesus name that person will lose massively lose uh, lose hard look at it be not what because it's deception it's only deception that tells you that hold on look man don't say unjari even pastor go sure pastor says that even go oh my god no go or the one I'm doing, oh my god, no, because I told him, Ben, yeah, I'm pastor, Sylvester, Pastor John, Minister, be doing You are deceived because the Bible never says you should compare somebody else's life with yours. Be deceived, God is not what ah, because it's a life of mockery now, it's a life of mockery to stand up from bed of fornication and they hold the mind say holy 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 you even do like this Lord God Almighty somebody sing with me now you are so deceived It's, it, it, your song you even started with holy 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 
like the Old Testament, found that it be a I mean, you just slept with somebody and then you take the mind. Holy. So let us approach the throne of God. Holy. 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 You are doing your face. Lord God. Oh my. Or to modulate. The angels have shaken their eye like, ah! Ah! Oh, you see, we are in just fear to tread. We are in Joba. God is not mocked. You can't mock God. Somebody that plants 100 seedling of yam. Now. 100 seedling. Went back to village from the farm, and then somebody, maybe his friend, planted one thousand seedlings, and he said, "Even me, I planted one thousand too." Who is deceiving himself? At the time of harvest, how many things is going to? Is hundred he will harvest? That's the way life is. So that scripture says, "Be not deceived." It's, it's a choice. God, you can be, you can decide to be deceived. We run near my maker, say. I do my way from pelu fornication. I go see what la. Ah, talo uli bibai. Allah lo maintosio. Ah, God will not throw all of us to hell. Ah, we run nijo. Nijo timu Johnson day. You are so deceived because. You are thinking with your small brain. And you are not looking at the scriptures. He said, be not deceived. God is not mocked. Now, look at the next statement. I, I saw this statement early as a Christian. And I was scared and afraid. He says, for whatsoever a man does what? Soweth. That shall he what? Uh, that's the way it is. Somebody says, where is the place of forgiveness? Maybe I did it in error, ignorance, mistake. Oh, God forgives and forgets and God restores. Do you ask, should, I, should I tell you where the problem is? The problem is when you still continue doing those things even after you know. God does not consult our past to determine our future. Maybe you did some things really, really terrible in the past out of ignorance God will not count that against you never because he's a merciful God but he's, say, he's saying lay aside the weight you can't say uh, no my past is this and that so now that you know do what? lay aside if you refuse to lay aside you, have, you are inviting this scripture to come and greet you at home whatsoever a man soweth that shall live now there's another scripture that says I have sent you into harvest field where others labored and you reap what you did not sow so there's, it is possible that whatsoever a man soweth he doesn't have to reap it only in God are you following me? It's only after a heart of repentance. 
He said, I sent you to places where you didn't sow and you reap. Others sow, but you are reaping. He said, I can cause you to live in houses or inhabit houses you did not build. But that's a heart that is repentant. And God decides to bring what? Restoration into your life. That when you open your mouth to talk about where you are coming from, they will say you are lying. Ah, I used to be a terrible man. I've raped people. I've killed people. I've done people. That was an example of Apostle Paul. I mean, Apostle Paul. Ah. You know, my nice. Killing people, arresting people, helping people to hold their clothes. Kill them. He was troublesome to the body of Christ. And let me show you something he said as I begin to round up. It's going to shock you if you see what it says. Let me just show you. Second Corinthians chapter 7. Or first of all, let me show you. Let me show you this. First Corinthians fifteen nine. First Corinthians fifteen nine. Give me first Corinthians fifteen nine quickly. Let's see that. He said, For I'm the least of the apostles, I'm not meant to be called an apostle. He said, Because I persecuted the church of God. Apostle Paul was like a Boko Haram. Killing people, destroying lives, we wasted a lot of lives. Christians were afraid of him. But let me show you something else he said. He said this in First Corinthians 15:9, right? Now let's move over to Second Corinthians 7:2. Second Corinthians 7:2. It says, Receive us, we have wronged no man. We have corrupted no man. We have the only raw. See, this man is lying. But you know what? He's not lying. He's not lying. Because God says, look, I will forgive. I will forget. And then he says, the years that the palmer worm and the canker worm and the caterpillars eating, I will restore. This also happened to Apostle Paul that this guy who has been killing people, destroying lives, now stood up as a <laughs> talashe. We have wronged no man. We have defrauded no man. That's what grace does. And you have to learn to embrace grace. And a lot of people today, they don't, they've not learned how to embrace grace. So you can see somebody who is an unbeliever Madman, 
in times of atrocities <laughs> but he knows how to embrace grace God forgives and then there's this one who believes he's holy he's trying and then makes a one mistake along the along the way and then he refuses to forgive himself or herself and the one who has done a lot of atrocity moves on because he embraces the forgiveness of God are you here with me how do you embrace the grace of God first of all lay aside but if you don't lay aside the sin the weight you will find yourself in a cycle of ask God for forgiveness go back into sin then ask for forgiveness then sin then it, it keeps on going and let me tell you the danger of that let me show you let me show you something quickly First Timothy chapter 4 and verse 2 First Timothy 4 2 First Timothy 4 2 quickly speaking lies in hypocrisy having their conscience seared with hot iron when your conscience has been seared with hot iron you do something bad you don't feel the guilt can you let me check somebody is going this way check who the person is Alright. Their conscience has been what? Said without eye. See, the conscience is a very sensitive part of, of our frame. What the Bible is saying is that some, some of these people who, who tell a lot of lies and hypocrisy, eh? they have ironed their heart. They ironed their conscience. One plug iron, Bono, believe so they do something bad no guilt <laughs> because the conscience has been seared let me show you amplified version it says through the hypocrisy and pretensions of liars whose consciences are seared or cauterized no more sensitivity. Message translation says, These liars have lied so well and for so long that they have lost their capacity for truth. Are you following me? They have trained themselves into a place where to even say the truth it's, it's not possible. So everything is a lie. Let me tell you how it starts. It starts with training yourself to say half truth. That's how the devil enters. Half truth. But half truth is a lie. Because one degree away from truth is falsehood. Some of us think that falsehood is where, if that is truth, eh? if that is truth, you now move from there and then you come 
I say, ah, that's falsehood. Say, well, if I see stay in the middle, ah, ah, it's a truth. It's a falsehood. One degree away. So if that is the truth, just one step away from there, you're already in falsehood. And one degree away from falsehood, you're not in truth. Are you following me? Let me read Passion Translation. It says, hypocritical liars will deceive many and their consciences won't bother them at all. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something as a roundup. Kenneth Hagin was trying to describe this phenomenon. He said he went to visit an old man many years ago and this man was drinking hot tea by the fireside. He said, but he was drinking in a very strange way. So he had the tea in the kettle on the fire and the tea was boiling. Boiling. Boiling point. He said the man, where they were talking together, so the man would take the kettle off the fire. Boiling put it into his cup and then gulp it down. And then we'll be like, ah! And the man will just smile. Put it back on the fire. The thing is boiling again, put another one. He said, that's an illustration of a man whose system has been seared. At his stomach, you, at his esophagus, you, at his digestive system, bread. The man doesn't feel it again. Okay, have you seen those old women who sell moi moi by the roadside? I've never bought moi moi on the roadside before. Some of you have too. You've never, it's only country kitchen you bought moi moi. Me, I've bought on roadside before. In fact, the roadside moi moi is often more sweet. So, when those women are, you know, when they are, the moi moi is almost ready, you see them take like 20 with their bare hands then after about 20 they put their hands inside water and then they take it again and you're like ah, ah. She can you my eye, and they are taking it and you after they have wrapped it inside nylon and paper and everything you cannot hold it because your your this thing is still sensitive but it is one what a law what a law I, I saw one man on WhatsApp. Maybe you use uh, what they call serving spoon, what they call that thing to, to take puff puff from fire. This man roll his shirt. Roll his shirt. Boiling oil was, was packing puff puff. The, don't try it at all. No, they say some things. Don't try it. The guy's hand is said. So, when your conscience is said, things that are burning of your destiny, you will feel the heat. But the consequences are there. So, you finish fornicating, you will feel guilt. You will feel no guilt are you a child of God your conscience is said came to church pick somebody else's book your conscience is said still offering inside offering basket 
the punishment that is meant for you is still doing press up in heaven. Conscience is seared. How do you train yourself to be sensitive? Go back to that scripture, KJV. Don't be hypocritical and stop lying. Every single lie you tell, you are messing up your conscience. You can lie to somebody and not feel anything. But every time you lie to somebody, Excuse me, your conscience is still sensitive. And when your conscience is said, you're in a bad place. You know why? Because God uses our conscience to warn us. When you're about to do something bad, your conscience will be saying, ah, no, 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 that's not good. Don't do it. But when you have gone into a state that your conscience has been silenced, put it law, seared with hot iron. Your conscience does not bother again. He wants to talk, but it has been muted. So you lie, you're hypocritical, you do bad things, you do a lot of things, you don't feel no guilt. No guilt whatsoever. So what do you do? Go back to scriptures. The Bible says there, the Bible says, look, the Bible says, I will take away the heart of stone and I will give them a heart of flesh. It's a heart of stone that is completely sad. No feeling. No, oh, can't feel anything. But a heart of flesh will still feel, no, that's not good. Oh, that's not right. So you pray. If you find yourself in a place where your conscience is already said, ask God to give you a heart. You know, David said, create in me a new spirit. A new one. He didn't say, help me to wash it. No, a new one. A heart of flesh. You should, you should do something wrong and your heart will be that's not good drive you into the place of repentance but you know how the devil deceives us he said no 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 no. don't feel bad you have been forgiven you did not even ask him for forgiveness and you are going to see going to do the same thing tomorrow he said no 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 there's no guilt there's no guilt be forgiven your conscience is said and you need to pray and ask God to give you a heart of flesh and take away heart of stone can we just pray in the Holy Ghost for a while stand up on your feet Let's pray in the Holy Ghost. Let's pray in the Spirit. Get a microphone at the back there and pray along with me. Let's just pray. Pray. If you find yourself that your conscience is said, you lie to people around you, lie to your spouse without feeling no guilt. To give you a new heart, a heart of flesh. If you are here this morning and you have not given your life to Jesus, I would like to present us an opportunity to do so. It is the greatest decision you will ever take in your life. If you are making that decision this morning, say after me, Lord Jesus, come into my life. I accept you as my Lord and personal Savior. I declare you died for my sin. You rose up on a third day. From today, I'm a new creature. 
All things have passed away. All things have become new. In Jesus name. Congratulations if you prayed that prayer. Welcome to the body of Christ. Welcome to God's kingdom. Please kindly leave a comment or send us a message on any of our social media handles so that we can send you the relevant materials. God bless you. This message is brought to you by Junamis and Sophia and part of the Church of the Lord Jesus Christ. Shouts of the Center Jesus and Hope's Club an online ministry to singles and married couples. Connected us on Instagram at Pastor Dynamics at Pastor Sophia Bola at Shout to Grace Center at KC underscore global on Facebook at KC Global on YouTube at Dynamics Tunde Noel on MixLR at KC Global Visit our website www.kcsandhooks.com via our mail at kcpartners at gmail.com to partner with us kcsandhooks.com slash partnership God bless you